you here again this evening. I've chosen as our text for this evening, considering that it's the first day of the new year, Joshua 3, verses 3 and 4. I'm just going to read those verses again. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, as soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubits in length. Do not come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. There are times in our lives when we're not sure where things are leading, when we feel very much like, I've never been this way before. When we have to make decisions about what we're going to do next, when new challenges arise that we'd never encountered before, new challenges we face perhaps in raising our children, in dealing with sickness or disability or aging, in choosing or changing a, a, a job or career, in tackling a problem at work or at home that we have no previous experience with, and the list goes on. I'm sure you can add your own to this list. New challenges. I've never been this way before. The people of Israel were in that sort of situation before they crossed the Jordan into the promised land. God had brought them out of Egypt 40 years before. I'm sure you know the story well. They had been wandering through the desert ever since then, 40 years. But now, the moment had finally arrived, the moment that they had all been waiting for, the moment to enter the promised land. What a moment that must have been. And yet, the reality was, and the problem was that they had never been this way before. It was their first time being here. What was in store for them? How were they all to get across the Jordan River, which was at flood stage? Springtime. I mean, it was one thing for a couple of men to get across as... as as the spies had done earlier. But now think about how to get all these people across the Jordan River at flood stage. Hundreds of thousands of men, women, and children. In addition to all these people, all their animals, and everything else they had with them. How were they going to do that? They'd never been this way 
before. Sure, they had crossed the Red Sea 40 years ago, and that surely gave them hope. They'd heard the stories of how that had gone. But now there was the additional challenge of of entering a land where they would face hostile enemies. The Canaanites, the Hivites, the the Girgashites, the the Hittites, and so on, as we read earlier. They would face hostile enemies. They'd have to find a place to, to settle and to live. They were going to a place where there were so many unknowns So many challenges that they had never faced before. They had never been this way before. The best thing for them to do initially, apparently, was was actually to to settle down. Notice in verse 1 that when it was time to set out for the big crossing of the Jordan River, Joshua and all the Israelites didn't immediately cross over. They left Shittim, which was about one mile from the Jordan River. But then they they camped, we're told, they camped at the riverside for three days. You can just imagine everything that's involved in moving such a huge crowd of men, women, and children and everything they had with them. And all that had to be planned. Had to be organized. It had to be arranged. It's enough to organize a worship service of this many people. Imagine getting hundreds of thousands of people and animals and everything else they had across that flood stage river. So God saw fit to give them time to sort things out before the big crossing. Time to get themselves ready for the next big step. Well, brothers and sisters, the Lord's Day is a reminder that such is our God towards us. Yes, He's a God of action, And He's a God who wants us to be on the move. He's a God who wants us to listen to His voice and to heed His call. But He is also the God who gives us rest. He gives us a camping spot by the river of the water of life. So we have today. So we have every week. Every week we we have this opportunity to camp out on the shore of the river of life. Isn't that amazing? Don't ever take it for granted. Such is your God. He's not a slave driver who wants you to work and work and work day after day and week after week with no rest. He is a God who gives you rest. He's a God who who gives you the opportunity to to reorganize, to recalibrate, 
to catch your breath, to have some time to think about how do I move forward? He gives us time to take a deep breath today and every Sunday to listen to his voice, to wait for his direction and guidance for the, for the next stage of our journey with him, for the next challenge. To sort out our human, sometimes disorganized, unsettled, even chaotic lives in His secure, loving, gracious presence. What a God we have. Well, after three days of camping out on the shore of the flood stage swollen Jordan River, the officers, were told, went through the camp and told the people, as soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. There was a time to rest and to recalibrate and to organize and to refresh, but there was also a time to move forward. Now remember, God used the ark to guide His people through the, through the wilderness. The pillar of fire by night and the cloud by day. And when the people saw the, the, the cloud move and the ark move, they were to move with it. Whenever Moses directed the priests to take up the ark and to move to another place, the people of Israel were to follow. Remember, the, the ark was the symbol of God's presence. Where the ark went, God's people were to follow, to be in His presence, to stay with Him. God gives us rest, but when He calls us to action, when He tells us it's time to move out from our positions and follow Him, we must get up and go. When Jesus says, follow Me, we must follow. Our Lord Jesus tells us to come to Him and find rest for our souls, but then He also tells us to get up. And do His will. And follow His lead wherever He goes. He calls us to move out from our positions. He tells us to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And when it says there, In verse 3, you, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Or then you, ha, then you need to move out from your position. That's what another translation has, which is also a very good translation. But literally, the phrase that's used there is to be uprooted. 
to move out of the place where you are just starting to feel comfortable. That's what God is telling His people. You're, you're not... Don't get comfortable here. It's time to move on. And that's not always an easy thing to do, is it? In fact, sometimes it's downright terrifying. Especially when there's what, what appears to be a, a swollen, rapid, flowing, impassable river between you and your destination. When it looks like there's, there's a huge obstacle or maybe many obstacles in your way. And then God says, well, now it's, it's time to go. It's time to be uprooted. Well, God gave the ark as a visible sign of His presence, a visible sign that He was leading them, that He was chalking out the way. All He asked the people to do was to keep their eye on the ark and follow. And that's what gives us courage when God calls us to move. To be uprooted from our comfortable positions. The place where we feel we'd like to stay a little longer or maybe a lot longer. I'm sure we all have that feeling even at the end of the Christmas break, right? been comfortably enjoying time with family and friends. We don't really maybe like the idea of uprooting ourselves again from those comfortable days and going back to work, going back to our callings. But God is calling us to go out again, to serve Him again to take up the work and the calling that He's given each one of us in this new year, 2023. And what the Spirit wants to remind us this evening is that we're not alone. Jesus is present with us. Just as the ark symbolized God's presence with the people of Israel. They didn't have to be terrified because God was with them. They weren't going to go alone. They didn't have to go by themselves. And the same is true of us. We're, we're, Jesus is not telling us to venture out on our own. He's calling us out. And He's promising to stay with us, to be present with us, to walk with us, to, in fact, lead us and to guide us. terrified and intimidated as we might be by what seems to be impassable obstacles, he tells us, keep your eyes fixed on me. It's like the Israelites had to keep their eye on the ark. We need to keep our eye on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, we're told in Hebrews. Jesus says, Fix your eyes on me. Keep your eye on me. I'm going ahead of you. All you got to do is follow. 
I've overcome every obstacle that you might encounter along the way. Yes, even, even death itself. You think death is too much of an obstacle for me to overcome? I've overcome that too already. I'm going ahead of you. I'm victorious. I've overcome every obstacle, even Satan, even sin, even evil, even death itself. I'm the living one. Follow me into the land of the living. My victory, Jesus says, is yours in 2023. You and I can look forward in, into this coming year as a victorious year, even without knowing what is going to unfold. Even not knowing what difficulties or obstacles or sickness we may encounter or struggles, we know it will be a year of victory because Jesus, our victorious King, leads us in victory. He already has the victory. Now, if the ark was a sign of God's presence, then you may be wondering, why did the officers tell the people to keep their distance from it? The officers told them, uh, it says there in verse 4, to keep a distance of 2,000 cubits. That's, that's about 1,000 yards, just under a kilometer. So they were to keep a distance of, a, of almost a kilometer from the ark. Why? Well, there are three main reasons, I believe. In the first place, remember that the ark represented God's holy presence. Our God is a holy God. We cannot and must not approach God lightly. The people needed to remember that, that the God who was taking them into the promised land is a holy God who was to be worshipped and revered with awe and wonder. Yahweh is great and holy and dwells in unapproachable light. There's also a second reason the second reason that they needed to keep a distance of almost a kilometer between themselves and the ark was so that everyone, and not just the people at the front of the crowd, would be able to see the ark. That's kind of neat, isn't it? God wanted everyone in the crowd to be able to see the ark. God wanted everyone not just the people in the front, but also those at the back, to be able to see that He was ahead of them. God wanted to be in view of everyone, so to speak. So ironically, the distance between the people and the ark ensured that the ark remained visible to everyone. there's a third reason. There's a third reason that, that God wanted that distance of almost a kilometer between 
the ark, which represented his presence and the people. Because it wa- he wanted it, it to be clear to the people who was leading whom. Think about that for a moment. God wanted it to be clear that he was leading his people, not the other way around. They could not manipulate him or maneuver him the direction that they chose to go, but they had to follow him. God didn't need their protection. The ark and the symbol of God's presence didn't need his people to protect him. Rather, he protected them. God was not going to let Himself be steered by their whims and their desires. No, He was going to direct them along the good path that He chose. How freeing that is, isn't it? The Word of God comes to us from a distance, as it were, in a way. Jesus, our Savior, the Word made flesh, is now, has now ascended into heaven. He's at God's right hand. He may seem so far away, but yet from there, He rules all. He sees all. And by faith, we can all see Him. All His creatures on earth, by faith, can see Him there, seated at God's right hand. He's always in our view. By faith. He's enthroned in heaven. The fact that God's word comes to us from heaven means that all who look to God in heaven in faith will know where he is leading. All who seek the God of heaven will find him near. He is not far away, but has drawn near to us in the flesh and blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, and even dwells in our hearts by faith. That's the the glorious paradox of what we're told here. Jesus, our Lord, is enthroned in heaven and yet is near each one of us, with His Spirit. He's present. He is God with us. He is God with you. God with me. And when we look to Him in faith, He will never leave us. Isn't that an amazing thing? The holy God, the God who dwells in unapproachable light, wants to dwell in our hearts by faith. That He wants to be with us. That He wants to lead us. 
that He wants to be our faithful companion and friend in 2023. Mind-blowing. Have you never been this way before? Are you wondering about this new situation in your life? Or these crazy, unheard of things that are happening in our world? With your health? With your family? It's okay. Your God is leading you. He is with you. Do not let new challenges or obstacles paralyze or discourage you. Face them. Embrace them. Rejoice in them. Even, even the hardest ones. God is at hand to lead you. To save you. To show you the way. Do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. I just love the way Joshua 3 ends. Now the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. (laughs) And all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. That's your God. You don't know what's on the other side of 2023 or New Year's Day with God? Go with courage. He will make sure that you arrive in His eternal kingdom. He will make sure as you follow the Lamb of God, that you arrive safely at home. Look, the Lamb of God, like we read in Revelation 14, follow Him wherever He goes. He will lead you and me where we would have never arrived on our own. Don't try to do it on your own. Go with God. Follow Jesus. Cling to Him by faith until you too are with Him in His eternal kingdom before the throne of God. Let us pray. O Lord our God, we thank you that we do not go alone. We thank you that you lead us and go before us every day, also in this new year, 2023. 
O Lord, we will not fear. We will not be anxious. We will not rely on our own strength, but by the grace and power of your Spirit, we will follow you wherever you go. And we trust in your Spirit to help us overcome every obstacle and bring us safely home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.